Hello and welcome to episode 69 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and back from their long hot summer nights, Adam and Grace. Woo. Nice to see you both. It's like we've never been away. Hello. How are you both? Oh, nice. Stunning. 10 out of 10. The break has been better for some than others, it seems. Break, what break? No. <laughs> yeah, we've been away for about, it feels like a lot, I mean, it feels like a lifetime. It does feel like a But um, I think about a month, if not five weeks, something like that. Wow. But, um, we've been slacking. <laughs> well, even the best need a break, you know. Need them, for sure. Um, what was the highlight? Time off? Adam? That's a loaded there's question. Only because there's only one answer. Because there's only one answer. When we went away to meet it to the caravan. Hey, well, <laughs> that's we, the only answer, isn't it? So we all went on holiday together. <laughs> now, what I remember corporate last summer. On tour. Can you call it where it is, please? I, it's two things. It's either on, on tour, tour or it's corporate retreat <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the tax evasion. <laughs> well, I remember asking you uh, like over a year ago now, Adam, mm. oh, what did you do this weekend? You went, oh, nothing really. I can't remember. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I was literally with you yep. and we had a great time. We did. He's learned his lesson. Yeah. Well, he has. Have. He's been rocking all week. Like, I need to remember. Need need to remember. remember. I went away. Yeah. But we went away together. Mm-hmm. We did. Didn't fall out. No. No. Never. No. Not even close. Never. <laughs> we had a great time. <laughs> we did. It was beautiful. Yeah. We went swimming and leaking and paddling. Leaking. <laughs> leaking. That's a new one. <laughs> well, what do you call it when like one person is swimming but one person is on a paddleboard and then the other person is on a... You know, everyone's doing something different. We're just water sporting. That's, that's exactly what you call it. Water not sporting. Leaking, not <laughs> leaking. But it, in some communities, it has a very different term, water sporting. So. <laughs> Does it actually? Yeah. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. I don't think I can say it on this PG podcast. Did you do it like with your teacher? No. You definitely don't do it with your teacher. No. That's illegal. You're in a position of power. But like, whisper, you can tell me. I oh, whisper. I'll try and like innuendo it. Or like, sec- like keep it clean. Activities in the bedroom. Think about activities in the bedroom. Right. That would include liquid. Right. <laughs> Bodily liquid. No, no, we can, no, oh, it's okay. Did you get there? Sorry. It's okay. I didn't know how far it was. I was about to say like, I was about to no, make a joke about make a certain a kind no. of liquid. Like, no. I don't know. Make that, make that joke. No, I can't think of like a, just a stupid liquid. But we were on Battle Lake. <laughs> like our pits were. And we were having a great time. We were, we were. We were. With paddleboards. Doing the water sports. Dinghies. Mm-hmm. Smiles on our faces. Smiles, smiles and joy in our hearts. <laughs> Laughter in the air. Except. I've got back, right? Before we went away, there was a heat wave. Yep. Yeah. Went away. It was all right. It was pretty nice. Stunning. It was boy. Boiling. Yeah, I would. Hey, on today, that lake. It's, today it's hotter than any time we were away. Hey. No. What's this pessimist over here? I don't know. No, Negative you, Nancy. Were you, were you away with us? Yeah. <laughs> I was away. It's boiling. Absolutely boiling. But we had a good time, didn't we? We did. We did. It was lovely. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Grace, what was the, uh, what was the highlight of your summer? The caravan. Yeah, but was there any like specific? Whilst we were there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to stretch out. <laughs> I've, the, the food was the, Oh, the food. We ate It was well. stunning. We did eat some Absolutely good Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Barbecue. barbecue. Your barbecue chicken. Your Mexican. Yeah. That's a, I cooked Mexican. What's that? Got, got told off. off that yeah, got told off. Someone, a drama on the caravan site, right? Yeah. Said. Oh, stop. Said that the flames 
of our barbecue were as high as the caliber. <laughs> and then... Who, who said that? <laughs> Name and shame. We don't know. Derek. We call him Uncle Raspberry. That's what we call him. <laughs> but there was a... So I went to see my parents yesterday. And my dad, with the most brilliant poker face, and my mum played up to his lunch, went, uh... So are you going to replace that buckled panel on the caravan? Buckled from panel. the From the flames. I went, what? No, nah, it wasn't that close. It was like it was. should say it. It's all bent. It's all, it's all caved in now because of the heat. I was like, no. But you know what caravans are like? Static caravans. Mm. They're, they're made of nothing. Mm. They're made of good thoughts. And that's it. <laughs> good thoughts and candy good plots. Bad. Some of them good are not even that much. Yeah. So I flipping it. But uh, no, he was only joking, so. But I, I don't think we're allowed to. Do you know who can play indoors at an anonymous? Oh, no. I'm not oh. going to say it on a public but podcast. But you do now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think there was some exaggeration. Wow. There. Exaggeration. Didn't want to say it to our faces, though. Yeah. I mean, it was smoky, but it wasn't that flamey, was it? Listen, <laughs> drama attracts drama. We had a fireman with us. We were safer than anyone. <laughs> See, now when I said that, I said, we had Simon's fireman. It's fine. Did he have his truck with him? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't have gone up the hill. But he knows what he's doing. Wouldn't have gone up the hill. He knows how fire behaves. <laughs> That's a funny thought, isn't it? Like someone who does their job, but they're literally powerless without yeah. a truck, apparently. Do you without, know what I mean? like, without literally, the tools, he's got nothing. Like, Is the, there a doctor here? Where's your ambulance? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have your stethoscope? Well, then you're useless, aren't you? So funny. Well, we had a good time. It's, the best. It's good to be back. Maybe. Mm. I think we're all trying to convince ourselves that uh, it's, not, it's not good to be back in work. No. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back together. Sure. Mm. <laughs> mm. Beautiful. Wonderful. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, this week we are talking about Electric Ladyland mm-hmm. by Jimi Hendrix. Something special. We needed five weeks for this album. <laughs> We needed to wait five weeks to then all binge it in one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. <laughs> For this album. For this. Yeah. you going to give us a little bit of context? A little bio, a little Hendrix bio. Hendrix I don't think bio. we had that last time, but we've mm-hmm. done 1968. Which one again? Have we? We've done it today, <laughs> pretty sure. If we haven't, I think everyone knows what the 60s are about. So I think our first ever episode was 1968. There you go. Wow. Some great albums. Mm-hmm. You've listened to that episode how many multiple times. Yeah. Who? What? What I album? Feel like I was there. What album did you do? <laughs> I it feel was. Like I was there. Um, Odyssey and Oracle. Hey, thank you. Wrong way around, thank but yeah. you. We've obviously told that joke too many times. <laughs> <that you've laughs> <learned>. Anyway, <laughs> so this is going to be quite a long one, but I'm going to try and fly mm-hmm. through it. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. We're going to talk about his mixed genealogy first. He had a oh. very mixed genealogy, including mm-hmm. African American, Irish, and Cherokee. It's kind of cool. A little bit of a... Where is that? So that is from? Native Indigenous American. Oh. Um, yeah. So that is... There was a tribe... I don't want to say the wrong thing. Tribe? Tribe. A people. There was a people mm. called the Cherokee people. That's the way you put it. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know where... I think they're like Ohio around that time. Is that around that place? I don't know for certain. I'm sure someone could fix me on my geography there. Um, Get yeah. in touch. Please. So they were they were his kind of ancestors. His paternal grandmother, that's how far we're going back, Zenora Nora Rosemore, was African American and one quarter one quarter, I can't say that right, one quarter Cherokee. And um, his paternal grandfather, Bertrand Philander Ross Hendricks, great name, who was born in eighteen sixty six, 
was born out of an extramarital affair between a woman named Fanny and a a grain merchant from Urbana, Ohio, or Illinois. Uh, And he was one of the wealthiest men in the area at that time. Why don't we know his name? We don't. He was just a man, a grain merchant from Urbana and Fanny. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that's a good... That's a good song, Urbana and Fanny. It's a good one. Write that down. Um, so, Hendrix's grandparents, um, they relocated to Vancouver and they had a son they named James Alan Hendrix, who is Jimi Hendrix's dad, uh, and they called him Al. So, Jimi Hendrix's dad from here on out is called Al. Very That's what the Paul Simon song's about. Uh, <laughs> I'm so you like, guys bit on that way <laughs> too. <laughs> way quick. We trust you too much in this podcast, man. I was like, ah. Fine, never trusting anyone ever again. I've <laughs> been here too many times. Anyway, in 1941, after moving to Seattle from Vancouver, Al met Lucille Jeter um, at a Jeter. dance. Uh, they married on March 31st, 42. And Lucille's father, so Jimmy's maternal grandfather, was Preston Jeter, whose mother was born in similar circumstances as Bertrand Philander Ross Hendricks. Um, Lucille's <laughs> mother, Nee. Clarence Lawson had African American and Cherokee ancestors also. So this is Jimi Hendrix's kind of bit of background. There's a lot of Cherokee, there's a lot of African American. It's great. He's a real mix, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, the American dream. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like trying to get yourself out of trouble. Really? So, so, <laughs> end, so just... end it with the American dream. <laughs> Isn't that what this is really going to get me into? Mm. Isn't that what Americans have been doing? Since 1776. Yeah, it's the American so. dream, people. <laughs> but didn't you do this? But it's the American dream. Um, anyway, so Al, Jimmy's father, uh, had been drafted by the US Army to serve in World War II. Uh, he left to begin his basic training just three days after the wedding to Jimmy's mother. Wow. Um, during that time, Johnny Allen Hendricks was born on November the 27th, 42 in Seattle. And he was the first of Lucille's five children. Uh, in '46, Johnny's parents changed his name to James Marshall Hendricks in honor of Al and his late brother, Leon Marshall. Uh, stationed in Alabama at the time of Hendricks' birth, Al was denied the standard military furlough attend- afforded to servicemen for childbirth. His commanding officer placed him in the stockade to prevent him from going AWOL to see his infant son in Seattle. Who wants to be that guy that... No. Oh, Hendrix, you can't go see your newborn son. How rude. How very rude. Mm. He spent two months locked up without trial. Um, wow. Yeah, And while in the stockade, received a telegram announcing his son's birth. Uh, during Al's three-year absence, Lucille struggled to raise their son. And um, When Al was away, Hendrix was mostly cared for by family members and friends, um, especially Lucille's sister, Dolores Hall, and her friend, Dorothy Harding. Uh, Al received an honourable discharge from the US Army on September 1st, 45. Two months later, unable to find Lucille, Al went to the Berkeley, California... What? Went to the Berkeley... That doesn't make sense. When you copy and paste things, mm. don't work. Anyway, <laughs> two months after being discharged, he was unable to find Lucille, so he went to Berkeley, California, uh, which was home of a family friend named Mrs. Champ, who had taken care of and had attempted to adopt Jimmy. Uh, this is where Al saw his son for the first time. Wow. After returning from service... At like six years old, somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've yeah, lost I don't track. know what I've lost he, track. But he, 
he was it wasn't a newborn anymore. Crazy. He was certainly older than one, I think. Mm. Crazy. Young and thirty. Young and thirty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> always. It's kind of. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's kind of old. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Um, so after returning from service, Al reunited with Lucille, but his inability to find steady work left the family impoverished. They both struggled with alcohol and often fought whilst intoxicated. The violence sometimes drove Hendrix to withdraw and hide in a closet in their home. His relationship with his brother, Leon, who was born in 48, was close but precarious, with Leon in and out of foster care. They lived with an almost constant threat of fraternal separation. In addition to Leon, Hendrix had three younger siblings, Joseph, Kathy and Pamela, all of whom Alan and Lucille gave up to foster care and adoption. The family frequently moved, stayed in cheap hotels and apartments around Seattle, and on occasion, family members would take Hendrix to Vancouver to stay at his grandmother's. He was a shy and sensitive boy, and he was deeply affected by his life experiences. Uh, a bit grim here, in later years, he confided to a girlfriend that he had been the victim of sexual abuse by a man in uniform. Mm. So a really turbulent childhood for, uh, for poor little Jimmy. Uh, on December 17th, 1951, when Hendrix was nine years old, his parents divorced, and the court granted Al custody of him and Leon. So the parents have separated. He's now living with his dad and his brother. Um, at uh, elementary school in Seattle during the 50s, in the mid-50s, Hendrix's habit of carrying a broom with him to emulate a guitar gained mm. the attention of the school's social worker. And after more than a year of his clinging to a broom like a security blanket... He became the janitor. <laughs> and he started solving the maths problems on the board. And uh, He kind of carried this, broom, <laughs> carried this broom around the security blanket. So caught the attention of the school social worker and she wrote a letter requesting school funding intended for underprivileged children, insisting that leaving him without a guitar might result in f psychological damage, which is pretty, you know, pretty stern. Uh, her efforts failed and Al refused to buy him a guitar. Al stayed right. Well, it's not happening. Probably because he couldn't afford it. Possibly because he wanted to save that money for alcohol. Who knows? Mm. But either way, he wasn't getting one. However, 1957, while helping his father with a side job, Hendrix found a ukulele amongst the garbage they were removing from an older woman's house. She told him that he could keep the instrument, which only had one string. So he started learning by ear. He played single notes following along to Elvis Presley songs, particularly Hound Dog. Uh, and by the age of... Th so he's got a, a ukulele, he's starting. By the age of 33, uh, Jimmy's mother Lucille had developed cirrhosis of the liver and on February 2nd, 58, she died when her spleen ruptured. Okay. Um, Al refused to take James and Leon, so Jimmy and Leon, to attend their mother's funeral. He instead gave them shots of whiskey and instructed them that that was how men would deal with loss. Mm. Pretty grim. Uh, in 58, uh, Hendricks completed his studies at Washington Junior High School and began attending, but did not graduate from Garfield High School. So his childhood, pretty grim. He has to hang on to stuff as, like security blankets. He desperately needs this guitar in his mind. It's crazy. Uh, in mid-1958... At age 15, Hendrix acquired his first acoustic guitar for $5, which is equivalent to $45 in 2020 money. So, little guitar. And he played for hours daily, watching others and learning from more experienced guitarists 
and listening to blues artists such as Muddy Waters, B.B. King, Harlem Wolf, and Robert Johnson. Uh, the first tune Hendrix learned to play was the television theme Peter Gunn. Uh, around that time, uh, Hendrix started jamming with a boyhood friend, Sammy Drain, uh, who uh, played keyboard. No, sorry, his brother played keyboard, rather, sorry. And in uh, 1959, attended a concert by Hank Ballard and the Midnighters in Seattle. Um, and that's where Hendrix met the group's guitarist, Billy Davis. And Davis showed him some guitar licks and got him a short gig um, with the Midnighters, with Hank Ballard and the Midnighters. And the two remained friends until Hendrix's death in 1970. So that's quite nice. Um, soon after acquiring the acoustic guitar, Hendrix formed his first band called The Velvetones. Um, but he didn't have an electrics, so he was quite hard to hear. Um, but, you know, he enjoyed that. It was good fun. Um, he joined another band called The Rocking Kings, which played professionally at venues such as the Birdland Club. And when his guitar was stolen uh, after... He left it backstage overnight. Al actually bought him a red Silvertone Dan Electro. Nice. So his father actually comes through a little bit. Bit of redemption for, for Al. Mm. Buys him a guitar, an electric guitar at that. So now Jimmy's, Jimmy's really rocking. It's great. He's really rocking. There you go. Uh, before Hendrix was 19 years old, law authorities had twice caught him riding in stolen cars and, he gave, and they gave him the choice. Either you go to prison or you join the army. He chose the latter and enlisted on May 31st, 1961. Uh, he completed eight weeks of basic training at Fort Ord in California, and he was assigned to the 101st Airborne Division and stationed in East Campbell, Kentucky. Uh, he arrived on November 8th, and soon afterwards he wrote to his father, there's nothing but physical training and harassment here for two weeks. Then when you go to jump school, you get hell. They work you to death, fussing and fighting. Uh, in his next letter, Hendrix, who had left his guitar in Seattle at the home of his girlfriend, Betty Jean Morgan, uh, asked his father to send it to him as soon as possible, stating, I really need it now. So, again, he's missing that security blanket. He's not coping. His father, again, comes through, obliged, and sent the red silver tone down Electro, on which Hendrix had hand-painted the words Betty Jean, um, and he sent it along mm. to Ford Campbell. Um, his apparent obsession with the instrument contributed to his neglect of his duties, which led to um, taunting and physical abuse from his peers, who at least once hid the guitar from him until he had begged for its return, which is really terrible. Um, in November 61, uh, fellow serviceman Billy Cox walked past an army club and heard Hendrix playing, impressed by his technique, which Cox described as a combination of John Lee Hooker and Beethoven. Uh, Cox borrowed a bass guitar and the two jammed, uh, within weeks, they began performing at bass clubs and the weekends with other musicians in a loosely organised band called The Casuals. Uh, June 29th, 1962, um, he was granted a general discharge under honourable conditions. So following his father's footsteps, honourable discharge. See you later. Uh, he later spoke of his dislike of the army and he actually lied later on that he had received a medical discharge uh, after breaking his ankle during a parachute jump. Which wasn't true. Um, so Hendrix moved with Billy Cox, his friend, to Tennessee, just across the border. Uh, and the two started working small gigs. Uh, in addition to playing in his own band, Hendrix performed as a backing musician for various soul, R&B, and blues musicians. Some slightly well-known hit people, you might not have heard of them, but people like Wilson Pickett, uh, Slim Harpo, Sam Cooke, Iconina, 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 and Jackie Wilson. <laughs> 
Never made a mistake, have you? <laughs> Ty on. Brutal. It's just so funny. Olivia's right. It's brutal out here. <laughs> so he's he's backing up some really famous people. Uh, moving on to 66. Uh, Hendrix was struggling to earn a living wage during the R- playing the R&B circuit. So he briefly rejoined Curtis Knight and the Squires for an engagement at one of New York's most popular night spots, the Cheetah Club. Uh, during a performance, Linda Keith, the girlfriend of Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards, which is, imagine if he took her surname, <laughs> Keith <laughs> 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 um, So Linda noticed Hendrix and was mesmerised by his playing, so she invited him to join her for a drink, and the two became friends. Uh, while Hendrix was playing with Jimmy James and the Blue Flames, Keith recommended Ooh. him to Stones manager Andrew Luke Oldham and producer Seymour Stein. So he's now kind of being picked up um, by people, which is great. So they failed to see Hendrix's mu- music, musical potential, um, which is weird, and rejected him. Uh, so Keith referred him to Chaz Chandler, who was leaving the animals and was interested in managing and producing artists. Um, Chandler saw Hendrix play in Cafe Who, another very famous club in Greenwich Village, New York. Um, Chandler liked the Billy Roberts song Hey Joe and was convinced he could create a hit single with the right artist. Impressed with Hendrix's version of the song, he brought him to London on September 24th, 80, no, 1966, and signed him, gave him a contract. Brilliant. Um, following on from Hendrix's arrival in London, Chandler began recruiting members uh, for a band designed to highlight the talents, uh, and he called it the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Um, that includes a guitarist called Noel Redding, who he asked if he play bass, and Noel was like, sure, why not? And also a drummer called Mitch Mitchell, um, who had recently been fired from Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames. So, gets his band. Um, after a rehearsal, which Redding and Hendrix were both at, um, they called them all. I was like, Mitch, do you want to be part of the band? And Mitch was like, absolutely. And Mitch was in. It was also at this time that Jimmy changed the spelling of his name from J-I-M-M-Y to the more exotic J-I-M-I. Very exotic. Very exotic. No one else. No one else has ever done that. So, yeah, it's great. Um, Yeah, it goes on. He then starts to skyrocket, especially in the UK. He plays a show which uh, Cream were playing at. Hendrix is... uh, blows everyone away and Eric Clapton described the performance as he played just about every style you could think of and not in a flashy way. I mean, he did a few of his tricks like playing with his teeth and behind his back, but it wasn't in an upstaging sense at all and that was it. He walked off and my life was never the same again. Just doing these crazy things, he was blowing people out the water. He was denied a number one because that same day uh, or that same time uh, Sergeant Peppers came out uh, three days after Sgt. Peppers was released in a nightclub owned by, um, what's his name? How have I forgot the Beatles manager? Brian Epstein. In a, clu- in a club owned by Brian Epstein, he comes out and he plays Sgt. Peppers three days after it's released in front of George Harrison and Paul McCartney. The ball's on this fella. The ball. <laughs> Did they like it? They loved it. Uh, Paul McCartney's quoted as saying it was one of the greatest honours of his career. Um, which is quite something. Which he said every year. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, he was incredible. He started doing things like setting his guitars on fire um, during performances. 
In the wake of one of those wild stunts, members of London's press labelled Hendrix the Black Elvis and the Wild Man of Borneo, which I feel is slightly emotionally motivated. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, that so was yeah, the sun. That was the sun. <laughs> would be the Daily Mail. So he's absolutely skyrocketing. And this carries on throughout the late 60s. He becomes world famous. He plays Woodstock, which we've all seen just the Star Spangled Banner. He's... He, um, breaks up with the Jimi Hendrix experiences, does the band of gypsies, travels all over Europe. The man is on fire. Doing bits. Doing bits. Um, however, he does pass away tragically early. Um, details are disputed concerning Hendrix's last day and death. He spent much of September 17th, 1970 with Monica Daneman in London, and she was the only witness to his final hours, which is suspicious, if I was a conspiracy theorist <laughs> or something. Uh, Daneman said that she prepared a meal for them at her apartment in the Samarkand Hotel at around 11pm when they shared a bottle of wine. She drove him to the residence of an acquaintance at approximately 1.45am, where he remained for about an hour before she picked him up and drove them back to her flat at 3am. She said that they talked until around 7 uh, when they went to sleep, she awoke around 11 and found Hendrix breathing but unconscious and unresponsive. She called for an ambulance at quarter past 11 and it arrived nine minutes later. Pretty speedy. Yeah. Paramedics transported Hendrix to St. Mary Abbott's Hospital where Dr. John Bannister pronounced him dead at 12.45pm on September the 18th. A post-mortem examination was performed by a forensic pathologist um, and an inquest and all that. Basically, uh, he concluded that Hendrix aspirated on his own vomit and died of asphyxia while intoxicated with barbiturates. I can't say that word. Um, citing insufficient evidence of the circumstances, he declared an open verdict. So, yeah, later on, Daneman later revealed that Hendrix had taken nine of her prescribed um, sleeping tablets, 18 times the recommended dosage. So, bit crazy. But basically, he died of a drug overdose. Really sad. 27 years old. Wow. Far too good down. Some interesting things have come out. I saw an interview with two people. Don't know who they were, but they were around the time. I think they were friends with Jimi Hendrix. And they said that they'd seen Jimi Hendrix take drugs loads of times. He was well known for it. He knew what he was doing. He was basically a professional drug taker. And they said that someone like Jimi doesn't get dosages wrong because they know what is fatal. So it could be quite fishy if you were. Or he wanted out because he was a bit dissatisfied with music in general and life, which is really sad. Either way, that was a very brief-ish <laughs> history of Jimmy Which, as I was reading it, I thought, I've said all this before. So, I mean, yeah, but it's good to have a refresh. Ah, so, yeah, uh, have another refresher there. And I'm sure when we next do another Jimi Hendrix album, I'll <laughs> say it all, all again. So good. And I'll miss some of them. But there you go. <laughs> Maybe we'll just like change the last episodes yeah. and just put this one in mm, no, I mean. who listens Shop back to them you don't grace <laughs> <laughs> so this album came out in 1968 and was the last <laughs> album before he passed away uh, so some popular albums that mm. came out the white album by the Beatles great album brilliant album mm. music from Big Pink I'll listen to that great album bookends Simon and Garfunkel Astral Weeks by Van Morrison. No. Did that a few weeks ago. Mm. What, an album. Uh, Odyssey and Oracle. Great album. The Zombies. Brilliant album. It was good, wasn't it? It was 
credit. Didn't give her enough credit. Didn't give her enough credit. Lady Soul, Aretha Franklin. Amen. <laughs> At False in Prison, Johnny Great. Cash. I listened to that the other day. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> There's so many albums that came out this year. It's a very bloated mm. year mm. for music. Very special year. Absolutely. So there you go. But we're going to talk about the album more after a quick little break. Mm. Okay, cool. So we're going to talk about Electric Ladyland, which is the third and final studio album by Jimi Hendrix and his experience, which is his band. Um, and yeah, like we said, it's the final studio album. It's an album that um, he was the only, it's the only album where he produced and he is known on this album as people who were in the studio for one, having loads of people in the studio all at one time. So like pure party atmosphere. Mm. But at the same time, being very perfectionist about it. Loads and loads of takes, absolutely loads. Um, but I think, well, a lot of people think this is the most complete Jimi Hendrix album. So we've listened, we listened to Axis, Baldur's Love, didn't we? And I personally think that this this is a different level, mm. a greater level um, than that one. And so, uh, yeah, and when you think about all, some of the things that are around at the time, some of those albums that we talked about, um, the Beatles, um, some of the kink stuff, the zombie stuff, you can hear some of the flavours of that. You can even hear some of, like, the gospel and the soul. But he just is such an expert that he just dips mm-hmm. in and out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just is, is very good at doing that. Um, and so there's some different things in this. There's some psychedelic pop. There's some, some long um, instrumental bits or like um, just off the cuff moments, 15 minute songs. Quite a big, long album, really. Um, but yeah, but a very enjoyable one, I guess. So I guess we should talk about it, what we thought about it. Uh, Grace, what did you think? Okay. So right from the beginning, mm. that first track is just ridiculous. It's yeah. not, it's noise. Yeah. Let's it was, get that out of the way. It was like that on Axis Boulder's Love, wasn't it? Like some yeah. yeah, it just has these moments. Stuff. And we could call them experiments. You can call them genius. Could call them trash. Mm. You know. But there are people, <laughs> <quite trash. laughs> there's people like, I was listening to it like, oh, this sounds like Frank Zappa. But like Frank Zappa, you know, Jimi Hendrix doesn't sound like Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa mm. sounds like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? So I think, you know, for some people, very inspirational. Maybe. For some people. You know, for some people trash. less. You know, less inspirational. Um, But yeah, but then it gets better. Mm. Obviously, <laughs> then we get to the real music. Mm. You know, that, then, then, then we're fine. I mean, later on, he, he ruins it again. Which one is it? Um, Moon... Moon turns tide. What is it? Yeah, moon turns tide. Gently, gently. Um, and again, oh. that's ridiculous. We don't need that. We could take that out. But you know, let him have his fun. Sure. He is Jimi Hendrix after you know. all. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think he's dead. Um, but in between, he's doing stuff to redeem himself. So I don't, I don't quite mind. Um, obviously, no doubt. I feel like everything that we said before. There's no doubt he's an absolutely exceptional musician. He knows what he's doing even when he thinks he doesn't know what he's doing. He's very self-conscious, hates his voice, mm-hmm. perfectionist, like I said. Mm-hmm. But I feel like deep down he's got to know that he's sick. You'd know. hope so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Some people don't 
ever think that, do they? Mm. I don't mm. know, it's crazy. But when you're doing ballsy stuff like that in front of the Beatles. Yeah, by you. You know. Mm. If I yeah. saw Paul right now, I'd be like, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do your song, but better. <laughs> Let me just, you know, just, you know. Um, so, yeah, and some of the... I, can I just say, oh. I would love to be in a room where you sit down for <laughs> Gartney and you oh, you do a version your, your of Sergeant version, Pepper your version of maybe I'm amazed is good a bit too screamy for my opinion let me sit down Paul let, let, let me, me tell take... you everything I hate about your music <laughs> do you know what I discovered get me a tea towel um, so some of his <laughs> wife <laughs> and you just whip him that's all that happens <laughs> um, but yeah each now each track to the next is totally different which I enjoy but sometimes for me it's a little bit of a stark contrast if I'm going to be isn't nitpick that a, isn't that I'm good nitpick, it is we've but been sometimes we've been about albums all year all being the same. it's definitely not all samey what do you prefer Grace <laughs> do you prefer <laughs> do you prefer just one big meal that's all the same just a big bowl of pasta with cream <laughs> sauce and that's it or tapas or a buffet or tapas <laughs> Or a smorgasbord. I do prefer a sm- You know how much I love a smorgasbord. Exactly. It's all on you know, I'm going to leave that there. I just, you know, if I'm going like hard at the sandwiches or something, I'm not going to suddenly be like, oh, cheesecake. You know? Are you, a do smooth you never, transition. Are you never like uh, salty? I've got to have some salty. Oh, let's go sweet. Uh, back to salty. Do you never no, mix it up? hit the savoury hard. Do you and never hit the savoury hard, hit the savoury hard, hit the savoury There's no room for sweet when there's so much savoury going on. But... <laughs> We've gone off topic there. That's that's for another. Um, so there is some part of it was a little bit choppy, changey. Gives me a heart attack sometimes to start of a new track. Heart, heart attack. That's what I'd, I'd like a smoother transition. Right. It's just like bang. yeah. It's a little bit like whoa. Here we are. Because we've got because they're such long songs. Fair. We've gotten into a little groove, and then it's like bam, and I'm like bah. You know. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Here. You're like it's too quick, but they're long songs. It's like no, it's not too quick. It's the the, the change next is quick. the next song is like a whole different vibe because it's not like it's psychedelic the whole way through. Mm. He's like going in. There's like R and B. There's everything going on, and so it's like the right. song just totally get, changes. Do you know what I mean? I do, I do. I was in a vibe, and yeah. now I'm like, oh, different song. Fifteen minutes wasn't enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. But still, each one, as unique as they all are, wonderful. I enjoy them. Some highlights. Voodoo Child. Mm. Or Child. Whatever you can say. That's the 15-minute one, right? Um, I think so. They're all 15 minutes in my head. <laughs> Grace. <laughs> I'll ask you a question. Yeah. What's your problem? <laughs> What's your problem? Um, but no, this yeah, loads I enjoy. It's a, especially that Voodoo Child's a chill vibe, but it's like a fun chill, loaded with a little spice, a little bit of space, you know. You know what I thought? Mm. If I was at a bath, yeah, moment, <laughs> sure, moment, no, moment's not right. Ten, but mm. that's what I'd listen to. In Come on, I love that. That's what you think. That's what you should be thinking now. What, that's that's what a, all the time. Could I listen to this in the bath? Would this improve my bath? But sometimes I like listening to things in other places. So, yeah. Well, you know. As much as I'd like to be, I'm not always in a bath. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> other ones I love. Come on. It's groovy. It's yeah. fun. Feeling the vibe. Yeah. Um, and then obviously his cover of um, All Along the Watchtower. Yeah. Stunning. Brilliant. Beautiful. Bob himself gave it the A-OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they must be good then. 
<laughs> That's good. Which do you prefer? Have you heard the Bob Dylan version? I have. I think I prefer Jamie, to be honest. Yeah. I think what so. Think? I think, yeah. Yeah, Hendrix. It's just got that little bit more. The, the Dylan version's wonderful. Mm. And it's... It just gets you moving a bit more. I think, yeah, but know? the guitar's just... And it's a credit to... to it's, like, it's like the song Hallelujah, which is a credit to Leonard Cohen. Yeah. It's a credit to a good song that is such great words and just great melody. Mm. Will work whoever covers it, really. Not who, not will work whoever, but when a good cover comes along, yeah, I guess so, yeah. it'll be great. Mm. Yeah. Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I'm, in, I'm enjoying the album as, as a whole. The so. extended solos, I don't mind. Mm. Yeah, good. I feel like on the, la- the last one that we listened to, I got bored. I was flicking. But these... <laughs> I could let them play out. Yeah. You know, I wasn't getting bored, um, which is good. The The only other song, because the two that I've mentioned were not songs, they were noises. The only song that I can't stand is Still Raining, Still Dreaming. Horrific. Oh. Absolutely horrific. You are still dreaming. You're having a nightmare. That's what's happening. What's, what's wrong with it? It's just, I can't, I don't know. It's just a bit too minging. It's too, <laughs> it, it like... That's a great song, mate. I'd say like, I literally physically cannot finish a song. But why? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like everything's clashing. Nothing's going well. It's just a bit. Bit of a dream. Mm. Just musically, something weird's going on, and I'm not enjoying it. Okay. But as an album, as a whole, great. Better than the last one. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. It's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. Better every time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Asan, what do you think? What an album. What an album. Voodoo Child, All Along the Watchtower, Burning of the Midnight Lamp, Cross Town Traffic. Hit, 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 hit. Cross hit. Town Traffic is Cross amazing, isn't town. it? Cross Town. I love that song. So good. That's such an underrated Jimi Hendrix song. It's probably, yeah, so good. Um, and then there's all the good stuff in between, like Little Miss Strange, which I thought... If Lennon and McCartney had wrote a song and then got Jimi Hendrix to guest star on it, that, that, that's what it could be. Mm. It's so good. Uh, Mitch Mitchell sings it. He sings it so well. Great little uh, back in harmonies by, uh, by Noel as well. Noel Redding. Beautiful. Uh, speaking of Mitch Mitchell, the drums are just incredible. One thing I love about Jimi Hendrix's stuff, when Mitch Mitchell's on it, it just is next. Uh, it's the ferocity and speed that gets me with Mitch Mitchell. It's mm. like John Bonham, but gentler. It's like a gentler John, because John Bonham plays that fast and smacks it, and that gets his turn. Hits mm. it hard. Hits it hard, and it's wonderful, and, and I think... It's a bit more of a jazzy element to it. It's, it's 100% if a, jazz, if a jazz player was allowed to be an actual musician instead of playing jazz. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey... We've got any, I mean, I'm not sure we will have any jazz no. listeners, but... If you are, I'm yeah. sorry. Do you remember why you love music? Yeah, we'll actually play some instead of being bound to some sheets of paper <laughs> and a weird time signature that no one will enjoy. You you go for it. Be the star. <laughs> but, and it's, and, and as well, the bass, Nora, and it takes a lot to keep up with Jimmy. And it takes a lot to keep up with Mitch because they're just like going for it. And he could just do the easy thing. Root notes, no problem. The odd groove, fine. But no, he does some great runs some great riffs it's outstanding you know Jimmy did a lot of the, of the bass parts on this one did he as well yeah he did well then that possibly explains some Noel get in the bin <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> no he was still on it he was still on it but it's uh, the bass in general then is just mm. is just great 
Um, come on, let the good times roll. It's a great example. Uh, the bass is steady, but also goes mad. Something is beautiful. Um, overall, I love it. Um, Jimi Hendrix, I'm convinced. Here's my theory. Mm. Jimi Hendrix, not a human. There are some artists who are not human, and that's why they die early, potentially. But he, his guitar playing is too, is too good to be a human. He's an alien that came to air, learned how to play guitar, did it better than anyone, went back to Venus or wherever it was. Too damn good. But I think there are some people that are that good, just not discovered. Well, then that's a crime. That's a crime. Yeah, it's a crime. It's a crime because... We've been on Instagram now. You know what I mean? It's a lot of... There's a lot of bedroom guitarists out there. But it just... Because it's not just, oh, he can play really fast and he can play it behind his head. And it's not mm. wonderful. It's a feel as well. Mm, that's and it. I just think that... And then the tone that he gets out of his Stratocasters, just everything is just perfect. It's like a perfect storm of a human and a time and a genre all comes together to create. It can't be human. Can't be. Well, do you know what? I I did think listening to this, you know, this is out of this world. Mm -hmm. Like actually, like. Hundred percent. I'm not saying he's an alien, (laughs) but I am. There is something about it then. It's. I mean, if you want to go, you want to go. He's an alien. You want to go. He's been blessed. Highly, the music is anointed in some way. I don't know what you want to say. I just special source. It's it's the most special source. His guitar playing, he to guitar playing is what Aretha Franklin is to singing. Mm. That's yeah. the level that I think it is. She hits notes with her voice, he hits notes with his guitar. It's mm. just mm. madness. Imagine them together. Well, that would be stupid <laughs> and unfair. On the I think the world would implode, wouldn't <laughs> it? We wouldn't be ready. That's called heaven. <laughs> and I can't wait to get there. They're waiting. They are waiting. Oh, come on. Beautiful. I wait. do think... Um, I, like access board as love is like everyone's balls to the walls right and it's not all the time like there are quiet moments on it and it's chill but even even the moments on this it just seem like i don't know what word to use like more cultured or more like more experienced little pun yeah, like i don't know just something about it, it feels more sophisticated yeah more sophisticated because they were figuring stuff out and now they've got it figured out Mm. Yeah, I think they're so. still figuring it's in a mature way. Yeah, but they give space and give moments, and I think like, you know, if Jimi Hendrix produced this, mm. I mean, I think you can tell. That's what. Yeah, yeah, it's it's what he wanted, mm. and like, there's no one getting in the way of him laying down his perfect <laughs> tracks. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, okay. I don't have much more to say. Voodoo mm. Child is an amazing song. Yeah. Just, I loved that there was a 15 minute version of it that's like all just um, people just kind of playing with it, really playful, mm. just really chilled. And then there's like a three minute version. Yeah. And the three minute version is just an absolute single mm. that's just going to sell. And like what I noticed was some of the things we think about Jimi Hendrix, like the wah pedal or whatever, mm. nowhere near until Voodoo Child. It's like, it's like that song is just an added extra on this album. Last song on the album. It's just like I've got yeah, this. Take it or leave it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But his his playing is you know, we I was thinking about Eric Clapton actually, I was thinking, Eric Clapton has nothing on this. I don't know why. It's not that he's not a good guitarist, he is good. Mm. And I was thinking about John Mayer as well, because the, the other week we were talking about him. Mm. It's not it's different class, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, th- this is this is the person that people like John Mayer try and be. You know what I mean? On John Mayer's uh, tour, I can't remember what tour it was, but he was in like LA and he recorded a live album. And he does Axis Bold of Love. Um, he like does a cover of it. And a lot of the solos during that show are just lifted, inspired by Jimi Hendrix. I think completely it's just... It, it's, but it's all this pentatonic thing, right? Yeah. That's what the blues all is. Mm. But and so it's not. A, they're all the same notes. You know, there's five notes, and it's it's how you play them. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just, I don't know. There's there's been so many songs written just off the pentatonic scale, mm. but still, there. I mean, there'll be plenty more. Mm. But there's something about the way that certain people play those five notes and their fingers and the way they, I don't know. That's why I think the guitar is just a brilliant instrument. Mm. It's like the voice, isn't it? Mm. Like there aren't many, many instrumental songs where you're like, oh yeah, that's my favorite song in the whole world. But a voice changes that. Yeah. You know what I mean? When someone sings over it, it's like the emotion, the emotiveness of it. And I think it's the same with the guitar. It's just yeah, absolutely special. And there you go. Mm. This is an album to check out, isn't it? Absolutely. Very good album. Brilliant. Well, why don't we take another little break and then we're going to talk about uh, Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. Mm. Amazing. So we are going to talk about Happier Than Ever, which is the second studio album by American singer Billie Eilish. And it was released July the 30th, 2021. So it's been out for a couple of months now by Dark Room and Interscope Records. And Eilish wrote the album with her frequent collaborator, her brother Phineas O'Connell, who produced the album himself. Eilish cited self-reflection during COVID-19 pandemic as the biggest inspiration for the records. Um, primarily a down-tempo pop record, Happier Than Ever is characterized by sparse jazz-influenced electro-pop arrangements set to meditative, which is a hard word for me to say, tempos, um, departing from the upbeat trap-led sound that Eilish's debut album has, um, which you can hear, but they're still quite similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely has like a similar, mm, similar vibe to it. And I hadn't really thought about the differences too much. Like I kind of felt like it was quite similar, but I can hear the similarities and the differences as well. Um, and so, yeah, Happier Than Ever draws heavily from Eilish's rise to fame and the drawbacks that come with it. Upon its release, the album um, collected acclaim from music critics who underscored its stylistic, restrained production and insightful lyrics. The song about that, like, restrained production, I know we're not talking about it now, but the Kanye album, which I know you didn't like, Adam. I, I didn't fully really listen to it, though, so I, I can't. It makes you think about music differently because yeah. of how stripped back it is. Mm. But still how... When I'm writing tracks, mm. I like feel it forever. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I should really like get rid of all those. It's just busy. But there's something about... And these guys do that so well. Just really modern sound, really stripped back. And some we've listened to some artists do that well. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is one of them. We've listened to some artists do it badly. 
some people think Lana Ray didn't do a good job. I personally like that, you know. Taylor Swift did it. But actually, like, I think this is where it all started. Mm. Was Billie Eilish. Bit of a trend. Wow. Yeah, maybe. And so let's talk about this album. Grace, what did you think? Well, I think Billie Eilish is very talented. Mm-hmm. I think her brother is very talented, mm. particularly. Considering that they just grew up making yeah. music in the bedroom. <laughs> just, and he just... He just grew up. I thought you were just going to end it. Considering they just grew up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of the session. Just making music in the bedroom. He just produced an album mm. and it went off. Mm. I think that's pretty sick. I can't do that. You know? it, it's not that simple, is it? Well, but they have very rich parents that pay you know, for everything. You know. I think that's she's not, and like they a, definitely have like some insider, like he's, yeah, some and definitely now, like, yeah. But you know, she's as much an industry plant as anyone. But yeah, but not not well, maybe, to maybe. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's the that's the good version. Yeah, that's the romantic version. The less cynical, yeah, very simple. Um. And she tells a good story. She's a storyteller. Mm. She's a storyteller. It's very much about the lyrics. She's a lyricist. Sure. You know? For sure. For sure. And I guess in a way then it's completely opposite to the Jimi Hendrix. Because mm. he's all about the music. Why are you laughing? You no. don't think Jimi Hendrix is a storyteller? No, hold on. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. Right. But you just say it's the opposite. Oh, yeah, let me get there. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because he's so like full. The, the sound with him is all like music, the instruments. Sure. Yeah. And with Billie Eilish, like you said, it's more stripped back. It's all about the focus is on the lyrics. I see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks. Let me finish with saying. <laughs> um, Do I see what you mean? <laughs> no, I see, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she's a good storyteller. She yeah. writes some good lyrics. Um, She's very sad. Yeah. She's very sad. Mm. And I hope she gets less sad Who soon. I know. It's very sad. I the don't music know whether industry is very sad. Well, yeah, Life but she was sad. sad before that. <laughs> yeah. She does this thing. I don't know if you've seen, but like every year she's done an interview, and she watches herself the previous year and how she answered in the interview. Uh, yeah, and she answers the same questions. And like she's so she watches herself and she comments on herself. And she's like, "Oh, I was such a baby," and it was like last year. But, you know. There's a lot. Demi Lovato is like that, right? Yeah. So is Olivia Rodrigo. No, it's, it's obviously a thing that someone makes you do if you're a woman. You've clearly got to, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that, to speak on that, um, men don't really, I mean, Ed Sheeran's never really sad. He's constantly in love. It's a bit <laughs> mad. But he's not sad. Yeah. So I, Maybe we've created this image that we want women to be, these poor disheveled little... Sad. Sad people that men have just ruined and we write sad music now. But Olivia Rodrigo spins that a little bit on her head because she's, she's sad but she's angry. Which yeah. is kind of cool. Like how yeah. Alanis Morissette did it. Like, oh, like I'm a bit heartbroken, but also you're a dickhead. Not, yeah. And I hate you for it. Which I kind of mm. like. I'm waiting for a happy, yeah. for a happy It'd woman. It'd be nice. That'd be nice, yeah. It would be nice. And so I don't know whether like she's stuck in this, you know, that was her unique selling point. Mm. And now she's got to be sad. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Because that's kind of like a vibe, I don't know. Sad songs sell though, don't they? Well, exactly. Do you know, I mean, is she like stuck in that we now? We all love a bit of heartbreak. You know. It does Let it be. Let it be. Are we going to relate to someone who's happy? Don't know. Um, but yeah, she's always sad. <laughs> Hope she feels better soon. Are we going to relate? <laughs> I was going to say, to that point, if they have a penis, yes, we will. <laughs> if they don't, well, I'm sorry. Um, hey, I'm pretty sure Drake, Drake is, has a penis, as he keeps going on about, and he ain't happy either. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but there's some songs on here who, who, which have gone really big already. Yeah. You know, Your Power, Lost Cause, great. They've gone off. A personal favourite of mine is, you know, I love a bossa nova. <laughs> I love a bossa nova. <laughs> I did, as soon as I saw that one. I think Grace will like this one. <laughs> So Billy Bossanova was always going to be a so hit So why don't me. you like Vingo? Because, oh, <laughs> no, we're not starting this again. <laughs> it's Vingo all over. Um, yeah, so that was a great one. Haley's Comet, stunning. Not what I thought it was going to be. Hilarious lyric about Haley's Comet. Like Haley's Comet comes around more than I do or something like that. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. I thought That's it was going to be this deep song about this girl called Haley and like she's got a comet that she's like wishing on or something. I don't know. No? Mm-hmm. But it's... Caught me off guard and I wet myself for about half an hour, but it was great. <laughs> um, Not literally. No. <laughs> um, yeah, some good stuff. The first verse of Male Fantasy. Wow. Mm. You be that ballsy. You be it. You write, you write that. Fair. Stunning. Um, yes, all in all, I respect it. I think it's a pretty good album. Mm. Yeah. Cool. What do you think, Asma? <laughs> Sam, I don't know whether this is an age thing. I don't know whether this is a preference thing. You're a bit of old man. Maybe. Why can't people sing loudly? Why has she got to mumble? <laughs> Why has she got to mumble everything? <laughs> Such an old man thing. And I thought, new hair, maybe she'll be happier. New hair. She's blonde now. I new don't hair, know. new vocals. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought new hair, new vocals. I really did. It's, it's just so mumbly. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Can this girl not sing over five decibels? What is going on? And I know it's the style and it works very mm. well. But at the same time, there was one point I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear what she was saying mm. at all. I think it was... It is very niche. I think it was getting older and I couldn't... There was like three or four lines and it was... Just, <laughs> I didn't hear a word. I couldn't even hear what the backing vocals would say. It was... Just, <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. So I was listening out for a loud moment. There was one... In oxytocin, the which worst. is a song about having sex. Oxytocin, though, the vibe of it is just Britney Spears. Yeah, you feel it's, it's like toxic. Yeah, is that the really heavy one? Yeah, it's quite heavy. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, oh, is it? it's like a cross between Britney Spears and like Kylie Minogue or something. Mm. Big fan of Kylie. It was a maddest. I thought you were going to say Avril Lavigne. And it you was. Didn't. A... I was like, but like, you just said two people quite similar. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's true. So like, I get maybe this, like you were saying, this is a niche. This is who she is now. She mm. kind of has to do this. But mm. I, she can sing. Surely she can sing well. Give, give me some decibels. Maybe, give me some passion. Maybe she doesn't have that much of a strong voice. Maybe she doesn't. Like Prove me wrong, Billy. Not but to she, do... No, but she does because there are songs on here that are belted, more belted. But even, they're not belted, belted. Mm. I they? think, again, for this, there were songs here, I think it was like Oxytocin, but there, or maybe it was... Um, is your power not really? I'm kind of getting a little bit. Yeah, but I do see what you mean. None of them are like proper. To draw a comparison, we're not all Celine Dion, though, are we? Well, you know. Compared to Olivia Rodrigo, whose voice soars, it's pretty powerful, you know. And, and I get Billy's offering something different in tone and content, and it works. I don't hate it. It's great. I just. She's also... got to be sad. But, but Olivia Rodrigo sad, and she belts it out. But I don't think Adele's she, sad. But I still don't think she bell. Yeah, but Adele, I mean, Adele hasn't released anything for, you know. We're all waiting. But, but, the th- but like, that soaring thing mm. is like, 
you know, Katy Perry or whatever. That's 10 years ago, do you know what I mean? We're in a different time now. I know. This is like a counter. To we're that. in a dark well, this time. This is why I think this is, <laughs> yeah. There's been a pandemic. <laughs> well, I think this is why it's a preference thing because I just, I just can't, I don't, it's mumbling. It's mumbling. I can't hear it. Speak up. Speak up. <laughs> speak um, speak up but, but I, it's not to say I hated it overall the beats on this album are great her voice is good uh, her tone of voice is good her lyrics are a lot more mature they're funny um, but, they're, but they're good they're dark in places they're thought provoking in some places I didn't hate it but I think she knows how to get in your head I think so. She writes a catchy vibe. She writes a catchy vibe, and and she obviously collaborates so well, um, with her brother. Um, do I think she could possibly step away from him and do other great things? I think so. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. it'd be interesting to see an album not produced by him. Mm-hmm. Don't know whether she'd want to do that. She doesn't have to, but I just think I think they're a pretty good team. You know? They they really are. I just wonder whether it'd be different and whether it might be better. I don't know. It was all right. It's 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 not a terrible album. It's not, and she's very good. I'm guaranteed she will go on to release a lot of bangers over her lifetime. She already has, and she'll do. And she's already so young, so it's very exciting to see what she will do. I think you would like this more if we'd have paired it with something worse than Jimi Hendrix. Well, this is also true. It does blame a vision. If we're comparing the two albums, you know what I mean. You're in cross eyes. Blurry, blurry, blurred <laughs> lines, which is not something mm. we say, but. Uh, Oh, park life. Yeah. Park life. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so there you go. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. It was okay. I liked some bit, so not my responsibility. Mm. Just some talking to the world and saying, listen, you don't own any of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know this stuff about like everyone commenting on her body as a 17-year-old mm. when yeah. the last album came out. And all this stuff and some of the, some of the lyrics, which I'm not going to quotes because I can't remember them but I'm gonna oh, that's a funny list. Um, but like you comment on my body that you've never seen things mm-hmm. like that and, mm-hmm. you know, and the end the very last line it's not my responsibility Absolutely. you know I just I'm just so into it mm-hmm. I'm so into somebody just telling everyone to F off about you know this is mine and this is who I am mm-hmm. it's got nothing to do with you and you can write you know people are just making money talking about her mm. do you know what I mean and like creating what might be so she creates a culture but then other people talking about her is creating some kind yeah. of like you know when people read those things the Twitter world and stuff like that and I don't think it's healthy mm. at all but I think what she's doing is great and is mm. right and so I'm all for these just these lyrics calling people out yeah. and a great album um, overall I thought getting older was really great I thought most of the album was really great. I thought it sounded really, really good. But I was, you know what's funny is this was less than an hour long and Jimi Hendrix was like an hour and a half. Mm. Yeah. But I felt like this one was louder. Louder. That's what longer. Like, longer. Mm. And it definitely wasn't louder. So <laughs> I felt like this one was longer. Mm. And I don't, I don't really know why, but I feel like we've forgotten how to edit. No, we can't edit our songs. We don't have to release all 16. Yeah, yeah. We can't release 10. It's all right. The the art of a succinct album. I'm into it. I thought Jimmy's was that succinct. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like... No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. It wasn't a thing in the 60s either. Mm. But 
Well, not in 1968. We had the White Album, and that wasn't oh, exactly. But, but a good album is a well-edited album, and there are songs you can just leave on the cutting yeah. room floor. You know what I mean? I'm into that. Fair. And this maybe isn't about you know Kanye's album is long, and so Drake's was flipping long, mm. and just absolutely no need, mm. absolutely no need. I'm just like, you can cut some of this stuff down. Yeah. But, you know, but everyone just releases everything, it seems like. Yeah. But there you go. And I mean, I know we talked about her enough already. Mm-hmm. Olivia Rodriguez. I feel like it was a good length. It was nice and short, snappy, sweet. I, I don't... It was the right She's length. been the benchmark, mm-hmm. in my opinion. She's doing bits. For, for newly released albums. How old is she? 12. She's killing it. <laughs> Absolutely killing it. <laughs> Absolutely killing it. <laughs> An eight-year-old killing it. Madness. <laughs> Would you rather Jimi Hendrix album Grace or would you rather be the Irish one? Now, this is strange because, right, we've in been, terms of... We've been doing this for two years now. <laughs> in terms of, like, <laughs> listening... What is this question? <laughs> this is strange. I know we've been away, but... This is all that I asked you on holiday. No, would you rather? A burger or a, <laughs> or a hot dog? So... Yeah. In terms of how often I will listen to them both, mm. I think I would listen to more of the Billie Eilish. Fair. But which is better, Jimi Hendrix? So what you're telling me is you like substandard stuff. <laughs> so what? I just, I would listen to it more. I'm not going to like drive to like the co-op <laughs> and be like, let me put this 15 minutes on. You absolutely you should. Know what it I mean? depends how far the co-op is away. Why are you driving? Because <laughs> <I'm lazy. laughs> Save the planet. <laughs> but but you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I kind of get it. If I was sitting down, maybe then, yeah, for a little... Hey, if I was getting a bath. Hey. <laughs> right, getting a bath. Jimmy would go on. But if you go in the shops. But to answer this question. Yeah, thanks. I'd pick Jimmy. You'd pick Jimmy? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Hendrix all day long. Mm, yeah. It's hard, isn't it? A world without Fuji Child or along the Watchtower. No way. But are we going to sound super old if we don't know? <laughs> I already sound super old. Who are you trying to relate to? Her? No, I'm not. I can't understand Billy Eilish. <laughs> I'm not. not Billy Eilish. Billy, Billy Irish. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever he's called. I was about to say, he's an Irish folk singer, isn't he? Yeah. But, so I'm going to pick Jimmy, I think, mm-hmm. as well. Although I enjoyed the Billy Eilish album more, I think. So similar, mm-hmm. similar vibes. Mm-hmm. What would you rate the Jimi Hendrix album, Grace, out of five? A four. Wow. You weren't expecting that. I've come with new energy, guys. Like that break like cured me. Where was that two years ago? <laughs> Where was that at the beginning? Keep that up for when we do Beatles albums. <laughs> Nearly to the last fifty now. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason. There's a strange reason why we haven't got to any Beatles stuff, oh right? God. Because they're the best. People actually think it's good. <sighs> Who are these people? <laughs> they're running around this table. Spending a lot of time with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam. Uh, Four point eight. Wow. Wow, that is near perfection. Near, near, near. <laughs> That's a funny near. Near. 
I was saying near, yeah, near. Oh, near, that's what you're saying. He's just mocking our speech. Sorry. I knew that he was, but I'm I thought sorry. it was I didn't know it, I didn't know it was a word. I was like, near. near. I was like, oh, near. Though you're saying yeah and no at the same time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everything you've said tonight, we've just talked to uh, yeah. I've forgotten about this. Hey, hang, hey, hang on, that's not true. You did 20 minutes on Jimi Hendrix and we did say the <laughs> words. You know what I mean? <laughs> Until now, we're torch shreds. <laughs> Give it a 3.8. Hey. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> not much, is that? I listened because it was on the podcast. And wow. I'm not, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really a Jimmy. Does Hendrix. he do this mad thing? He talks like yeah, he loves something and then he hates it when it gets yeah. to the end. I just yeah. really appreciate Or he talks about he hates something and he loves it when it gets no, to I the just, end. I really appreciate Jimi Hendrix, but. <laughs> it's all right, yeah. Yeah. But it's better than all right, but you know, the compilations of a Jimi Hendrix album mm. are always better. Well, yeah. It's best of, isn't it? It's been cherry-picked. But, but, the the, but what I'm trying to say is there's like five songs in there that I've got really no time for. Mm. That's all right. Whereas when we get to certain other albums, mm. I can go song after song. All day. All day. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this is the greatest album, it's not greatest guitar player. Greatest guitar player? True. He's probably in top five, you know? I want to know that. Right? <laughs> Who else? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by that. You piqued my interest there. It's not the one that's well. So I'm number four. No, <laughs> no, not you. Not true. Um, I'm number three. George Harrison. No, as, as number one. No. Is this in any particular order? Yeah. Okay. Five any particular order. No, I can't. <laughs> not off the top of my head. I, don't think I, do. I assume Brian Mason there. No, probably not. Probably yeah. top ten, yeah, but interesting. John Petrucci might go in. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say top for, five for Shante. Yeah, John for Shante as well. Over he's he's probably top five. Wow. It's the feel, you know what I mean? Mm. You know when you listen to Can't Stop and there's like three notes in that solo. <laughs> I'm all about that. <laughs> he's the original Billy Eilish, right? Minimalist vibes. Wow. You know, he was doing it before the. Did he walk so Billy could run? He did. <laughs> he did. Bruno, it's time to quiz. Riddle quiz. Riddle quiz. Riddle quiz. Riddle quiz. Riddle quiz. Riddle. Quiz. Hello and welcome. <laughs> the energy. I'm all for you welcoming like you haven't been here the whole time. Welcome to another round of Riddle Me This. Riddle Me Quiz. Riddle Me Quiz. Um, <laughs> riddle Me Quiz is the worst <laughs> one. It's the worst pun of all time. Saying. Riddled with quiz. Riddle Me Riddled with quiz? Riddled, what's wrong, riddled what's wrong, with quiz. quiz. What's wrong, doctor? I'm afraid you're riddled with quiz. <laughs> riddled with quiz. I love that. Um, okay, the scores, as I think they are in my head, are 3-2 to Adam. I agree. Very close. Right. I don't know when <laughs> this train ends, but we're still on it. How many more do you want to do? Flipping train analogy. <laughs> Two tooth. Chugga chugga. <laughs> um, I don't know. First to five. Brilliant. First of five. I think that's what we're doing. Okay. Can that's what we were doing. I know when this train ends. What were we doing first to three? When we get no, to five. Well, remember, we changed the score. Oh, yeah. Ridiculousness. I've just had this proper low and I've been like, right. 
Right. So remember. Sort that posture out. They'll either be. Yeah. There's supposedly meant to have been a riddle this whole time. I don't think there's ever been a riddle. <laughs> they're more just puns, aren't they? There's, they're more of puns, that jokes. Is. What's the punchline? Yeah. I like to think that this week I've come up with a couple but of But there's never riddles. been a punchline. It's just guess the, the answer to the question. Which is even, so you don't even tell <laughs> no. the joke. No, you find the answer to the joke well, and you get a bonus point if you get the artist. Mm. Bonus point if you get... Uh, and that's the quiz yeah. element of riddle quiz. <laughs> that's it. Keep trying to The riddle is actually you, Grace. Yep. <laughs> so there are three points off for grabs each time. Okay. We stop when somebody got to six, did we? This is a very confusing quiz. <laughs> the point system is ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's six unless it's going too strongly in one person's direction. Sure. Then we go to nine. Yeah. Let's go to nine. Let's go to uh, Okay. We're never going to get to nine. Unless we never, unless I run out of rounds. Cause... Well, we were doing best of three and then Adam got it. <laughs> in, <laughs> in two, one. So. Yeah, in one last time. Okay. Somewhere. Okay. We'll figure it out. First one. Okay. So this is where you don't say the artists, right? Yes. If I have to say the artist, you lose options of getting an extra point. Gotcha. There are two points up for grabs. Okay. <clears throat> Listen up. Question one. The, the book. <laughs> the book written about life ever since the 21st letter was eliminated from the alphabet. What's the title going to be of that book? 25th letter? 21st letter. That's very important. The 21st letter so of the alphabet. You're going to make me count yep. this in my head. Adam's already off. The book written ever since about life ever since. Quack. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, I forgot. Me without no. you. Oh no, but that'd be really good. That's, you're oh, thinking along the right lines. Pack. Yes. With no. or without you. No, well, that's so good. You're thinking about such the right lines. No. Come on, I love it. It's not even the right lines. It's it, just it, the right It thing. is a song title. It is. Yeah, they're all song titles. Right, that's the point. <laughs> Can you read it again, please? The title of the book that was written about life ever since the twenty-first letter of the alphabet. It, um, I thought I was quack, so I, I'm a bit. <laughs> no, you meh, were. You were. <laughs> yes, Matt. Is it life without you? No. I, I think I'm going to need to know the artist. I can't get. Oh, this. is it just without you? And there was no noise for that one. Do you need to know the artist? Do you want to know the author of the book? What? Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson wrote the book. Uh, yeah. Since you've been gone. Yeah. Hey. What year did it come out? Oh yeah, that was the extra point. The bonus, yeah. I don't want to say this, but I, I mean, we're not going to find point? out. I can't count. If no, I can't. No, no, I can't. Okay. I think we've done this year before, okay. but two thousand and wow. so it was one of the first songs I learned to play on guitar. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so when did I, you? I mean, I. I'm trying to think when wasn't I that good, but that was like last week. So <laughs> <laughs> when did um, I use me? When never, did I learn that? Never. Two thousand and five. Oh, that's oh, four. I knew it was. Oh, how early? That's four. Wow, she's been going along a while, has But still, one nil so far. Two point. I oh, know you said that. Because you got because yeah. And it's, and it's first to nine. And we'll, we'll do first to six. <laughs> <laughs> was she the first winner of Pop Idol in America? I know she was. American Idol. I don't know when. She was she first. Was. Yeah. She was the first winner <laughs> of American Pop Idol, Kelly Clarkson. There's a little tidbit. Okay. Next one. 
Now this <laughs> is kind of like a riddle. Not really. Okay. So like the rest of the quiz. Then. I want you to think to your immediate real lives. We're going real life here now. Immediate. Yeah. Real life. So yeah. it happened today on mm, No, recently. Okay. We talked about breakfast before. Recently. Is that what you're talking about? Um, the snitches in your mum and dad's caravan park. Yeah. What did they claim that they saw? Quit. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> F.I. Well, it's a song. Oh, sorry. Well, that is a song. I thought Jimi Hendrix. Fire. Yeah. Oh, okay. But no. Where? Mm. I'm just making a stone now. But no smoke without fire? What? I got in a minute. <laughs> what was that? Man, that was a duck. Noise and noise. Smoke. Smoke on the water. No. <laughs> you were gonna say smoke on the water. No, no. It wasn't even my fault. They were they were really exaggerating the scenario. <gasps> Quang. Yes. Great balls of fire. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's very relevant. It's very relevant. Fire by Jimi Hendrix is pretty relevant. <laughs> I don't. Well, it's more relevant than that. But around the right lines. Billy Irish, a Jimi Hendrix song about fire that isn't fire. Well, this is disappointing. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so you've just given us the next clue. It's a Jimi Hendrix song. I don't know yet. Yeah, it's a Jimi Hendrix song. Oh. And it's not fire. Quire. Mm. <laughs> All along the fire watchtower. No. He make these on the album we listened to today. No, it wasn't. No. Was it? Yep. What did they see in the camera? (laughs) A voodoo child? A literal. (laughs) (laughs) No. Do you give up? Yeah. House burning down? (sighs) Guys. I'm just going to say it. I mean, it was no, not doing burning. it. Yet. It was caravan burning down. <laughs> yeah, I was we were in a caravan. Uh, <laughs> right, next one. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> you be- First to nine. <laughs> <laughs> First to six. Right. Randy teenagers can't find a private room at the party. So one of them says, Take me in the. <laughs> Quack, please, and no. <laughs> Quack, touch me in the downstairs no. room. <laughs> they can't find a room inside. Come on. One of them says, mm. this is half Quack. Bake Hotel. Mm. In the bushes. <laughs> in the... <laughs> me, you, Grace, bushes. These are quite hard, you know. They are, but you got to get it. They've been easier. I don't, I don't have to get You're, it. You'd be more on view than in the bushes. More in view. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean Nan's patio. Why no, absolutely stop. <laughs> Come on, you can get it. Come on. We were making the same noise. <laughs> on, yeah. Always at the party in kitchen. Always in the party. No, we, they can't get room Always inside. The kitchen of parties. They can't get room inside. Yeah. yeah. This is rude. Dicking on the deck. No. And... <laughs> Sorry. Grace, it's hot. Can you just. It's not PG anymore. <sighs> Dicking on the deck. Sorry. It's one of my preferred songs. By this band. It's not Nora James. <laughs> Quack. Yeah. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a <laughs> Can you give us the artist, please? The Beatles. 
Quack! Yep. Why don't we do it in the room? Yes! 1968. Hey. Uh, white album. 2-0. Did you make that up yourself? I mean, one all. 2-1. I did make that up myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's the only Beatles song you know, that's why. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, sometimes I get in my head, all I can do is think of rude responses. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you've got to get them out. <laughs> I'm going to stop thinking about Okay, this one's <laughs> a very easy one. Very easy. Oh, is it? Yeah. So oh. be, be swift. Doubtful. Was that a, was that a clue? clue? No, that wasn't a clue. Sorry. You go for some advice <laughs> about women to this particular artist. Mm-hmm. And he tells you, lots of ladies, lots of joy. <laughs> Quack. Yeah. No woman, no crack. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Marley. Yeah. Grace, have, have we done some of these before? No. I've not had that one. Are you sure? I'm positive. So that's two points. So it's a go for the three. Wow. When did Bob Marley went, no woman, no cry? I don't think it was on Exodus. Not that I remember when that came out. I'm surprised by that. That's well. 19. So you're going to go five. You're going to five one up. In two. 1978. That's way no. too late. Way too late. That's too early. Yeah, it was way too early. No. Oh, too early. Right. This date really surprised me, and now I'm thinking, let me just Google it again. Hold on a minute. If this turns out it was 1978. <laughs> no, I'm in no crying. I remember. <laughs> the accent as well. It's especially wonderful, Adam. I, I wouldn't... 19... Are you getting the same as me? Well, it says here, live 1975. So, okay. So whatever you've got. Okay. Did you What did you say, Adam? 75. Oh. Then no. No. It was 1975. No. That's when he did a live version. That's when he did a live version. Let's look it up. I don't want to end information here. No woman, no crime. Did, did you write down 1994? No, seven, 74. It's 74. It is 74. It was. There was so a Fuji's fun. cover in 94. Wonderful. Um, okay, so we're at 4-1. <sighs> the next one could be the winner if Adam gets all three. Yeah, I'm fully aware. But Matt, you mm. can still clutch it back. Clutch, you could equalise it. Clutch it back. You could equalise four. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Somebody dies. Okay. And someone gets up to give the most cold-hearted eulogy ever given. It's very short. It's very cold-hearted. What do they say? Where? Yeah. Oh, bloody, oh, bloody. <laughs> no. I mean, that is cold-hearted. Like, yeah. Life goes on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Quack. Mm. Glad that bitch is dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, yeah. Black dog. You need to think way more recent. <laughs> way more recent. That, they're just so vague. It literally could be anything. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not like there's a clue it's in very there. Very this podcast. Again. This album, Billy Billy Eilish. I don't know. I, can't know. I don't remember any of the songs she sang. Oh, where? Mm. Where do we go when we die? Mm. Were you writing these when Adam was talking about Jimi yeah. Hendrix? <laughs> there was enough time. To- <laughs> <laughs> Can you get, so the artist is Billy Eilish. Mm. 
on this album that you loved, Matt? Mm. 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 Happier than ever? No. Oh, what? <laughs> now that they're dead, you're happier than ever. Well, that is cold hard, isn't it? <laughs> it's just very dry. <laughs> yeah. Happier? No. <laughs> How many more of these do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Don't think it's going to be enough. <laughs> So it's first to it's first to nine, first to six, but Adam's gonna win four or one. <laughs> Come on, you can get it. This album. Come oh, on. Look at this. <laughs> I literally can't get it. You can. Cold hearted. I'm telling you. Dead short. They get up and they're like, meh. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. I have to, I didn't know what it was. He's got, he's got the track listening in front of him. Yeah, but I can only get one point. Everybody dies. Hang on, what year did it come out? Awesome. 2021. You can't have that point though. Yeah. You're on five. What? Hang on. Why can't he have that point? Because I gave him Billy... We didn't do the Jimi Hendrix point. We... You didn't get the point for Jimi Hendrix this year. Why not? Because we said that we knew, we knew the date that it came out. Oh. Some flaws in this quiz, aren't there? <laughs> I do one more then. Last one, hopefully. Ready? <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready. The rentable space. Ren- for, rentable. For a rentable space rentable. for cardiac casualties. Oh. Heartbreak Hotel. We've definitely had that one before. You answered Heartbreak Hotel to the last one. No, we've had that. You no, know, we haven't. Or the... I don't know, I'll take it then. No, we haven't. So no, it was no. Elvis Presley. It was. And I believe he released that in 19... Ooh. I don't know. 61. 58. Damn. But still got two points with 7-1, so Adam wins. Woo! Woo. Thanks for riddling. <laughs> well done, Adam. Riddle quiz. Riddle quiz. Riddle quiz. Exciting times. Guys, do you want to know what next week's albums are? For show, for show. Please. We're going to 1976. Mm. A year we haven't done. Uncharted territories. Can, I'm not sure we can do it if it's not 68. <laughs> uh, and we are going to talk about Station to Station by David Bowie. Oh. Ooh. We're on a David Bowie album. Come on. Which mm. is exciting. The and last guys, one was good. Mm. Guys, there's only six tracks. Oh, dream. How long ago? Thank you, David. <laughs> How long? 36 minutes. Hey, I can do 38 that. Minutes. A tight half hour and a bit. listen to that on the drive here. It's absolutely good. <laughs> Down <laughs> the drive here. Yeah. Two and a half hours again. No. I was going to say, I slow do drive. And we're going to compare it to Sometimes I Might Be an Introvert by Little Sims. Nice. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I've had a listen. I like it. Oh, nice. Yeah, there you go. Premature. I know. Adam. Yes. Got an affirmation for us? Oh. Gosh, no. Um, <laughs> guys, I tell it's on. You can do it off the cuff. Come I on. am. Right off there. Little tidbit. Not really a thing. Nights are getting darker. Mm. 
If you're in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this in the summer, Southern Hemisphere, enjoy your summer. Mm. Northern Hemisphere. Enjoy your summer. <laughs> I never thought the <laughs> affirmations would have to be split between your <laughs> hemispheres. Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> Nights are drawing in. Mm. I mean, we might be, in, if you're in the UK, we might be in for a bit of a, a late summer, which is nice. Mm. But uh, nights are drawing in, it's getting colder. Look after yourself. When it gets darker earlier, the, the depression sets in sometimes. Talk to someone. Yeah. You're not alone. Is Enjoy this... the sun while it lasts. It's just a... It's just a... The affirmation is you can get through it. You've got through winters oh. before. You can do it. Blimey. Christmas is nearly here. Love that. If it's you don't celebrate Christmas. Rosh Hashanah. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's been. That was like April or something, wasn't it? That's that ignorance right there. Mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Basically, okay. this train wreck of an affirmation is you can get through it. And it's not going to be dark forever. And sometimes you can just go to the southern hemisphere mm. and it's actually summer. So. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There's always the morning. Brilliant. Joy comes in the morning. That was terrible. What I thought you were going to say is, it gets dark, put lights on your bike, kids. That too. Good advice. Good <laughs> advice. Wear your high-vis. Don't wear black. Stay safe. Don't be a dick wearing all black out. Don't mm. do it. You'll get run over. Reflective gear. You'll deserve it. Wow. Wow. The affirmation's taking a second. I hope you feel affirmed. I hope you do. Well, thank you all for listening. It's been nice to see you all. (laughs) If this is your first time, subscribe. Not subscribing. Listening to podcasts. Why don't you subscribe? Please. And then it will be your first time subscribing. Mm. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Elvinilo. Grab a t shirt at Teespring. Mm. And uh, leave a positive review, please, if you could do. Uh, and tell your friends if you've enjoyed the episode. We will see you again in next week. Next week, not we'll not five weeks anymore. We won't leave it a long time, I promise. None of that. Mm. We'll see you real soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.